In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame. And I am joined by my partner. Hey, hey, this is Vincent Williams. It's All Soul, Wednesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on GTownRadio.com. It's 1972. It is indeed 1972, baby. Lock up your daughters. Yeah, well... Or at least lock up one of them if she looks like Vanetta McGee. That's right. Because Blackula is coming to town, ladies and gentlemen. William Marshall, Vanetta McGee, Denise Nicholas, and Thalmus. Thalmus Rosala, baby. It's 1972's Blackula. This is Vince's choice to kick off our month of black horror films here on the Michelle Mission. Which will culminate on Saturday, October 28th at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House here in Philadelphia, where the Michelle Mission will be screening for your viewing pleasure Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett in Vampire in Brooklyn. More on that later, but first. As always, we like to talk about all the feedback that we get from each and every one of our show missionaries out there. It hits us up on um, Facebook, Tum- uh, Twitter, Instagram, and leaves us a ranking on iTunes. We've uh, asked people, you know, that's the best way that you can help us to put a, a ranking and a rating for us. We're trying to get up to a good, we can get a, like a good 25 Oh yeah, be nice, that'd know? be nice. That'd be nice. That's a good number. We, we've we've been uh, chilling at sixteen for a minute. Yeah, but we picked up one. All right, this week we're now at seventeen. Woo-hoo. With with a re, uh, review, a five star rating, and nice. a review from Cherry DeBress. Oh, Cherie DeBress, that's my cousin. Oh, Cherie DeBress. Yeah. I, mean, I said it cor- incorrectly. Yeah. I apologize. She said that smart is sexy. All right. Mm. I'm caught up while getting caught up on Michelle Mission Reviews. The host tees apart films smartly with wit and humor. You don't have to agree. Hell, they don't even agree. (laughs) She knows us so well. They They analyze the entertainment value, the aesthetic value, the social political implications, and they never fail to check the technique. If you love black movies or are curious about black movies, Michelle Mission is for you. Oh, thank you, Cherie. That's nice. Thank you, Cherie. Appreciate that. Yes. Appreciate you. So feel free, anybody that wants to go over there and give us a a five-star rating and a review on iTunes, um, that would be greatly appreciated. Like I say, you know, if you want to do it on a podcast catcher of your choice on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, that's all well and good. And we appreciate it. Appreciate it wherever it may be. 
But iTunes, you know, in the podcast world, that's the thing that matters. Oh, yeah. That gets you out there. Oh, yeah. So uh, we, we really appreciate yes. any reviews and ratings that we get on iTunes. Um, on Twitter, in response to our review of Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte in 48 Hours. Yes. At Curvy Bounce hit us up. Saying that this is one of my favorite movies. Great that you guys mentioned Gregory Hines. He did play Ray Hughes in Running Scared. Yes, yes, which we've talked about actually yes, lately. Yeah, we, we, you're you're a big fan of Running Scared. I am. Yeah, I, I like that and, movie. Uh, Billy Crystal. I like that movie. Yeah. I thought that was a, it was a pretty cool movie. Even though I have to admit that I think and it may be going back about four or five years ago i rewatched it mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know if it really holds up as well really but i but i haven't seen it in probably 20 20 years so. but I, I think that may have been on a sunday morning so i may not have been sure. in my right mind when i watched it sure again so you know i'm a tap dude like i really love gregory hans and tap oh yeah yeah yeah, so I like Gregory. Hines. I, I was about to say I like Gregory Hines. Yeah, the, uh, that was a multi-talented. He uh, had a television show hmm? for about a season and a half where it was Gregory Hines. It was oh, I just forgot the brother's name from The Wire, from New Orleans. Has built all these houses in New Orleans. Anyway, it was about a bunch of black men. It was really? about a bunch of, and it was it was just this great television show that you know my wife and I used to watch it and say I don't know if anybody's watching this but us, but but yeah Gregory Hines is was unfortunately one of those actors who I never thought got as much popular acclaim as he should have. Like certainly he received a great deal of critical acclaim, but I always thought he should have been more famous. And more well known than he was. I I do too. Yes. Um, I'm looking up. Was here. it the Gregory Hines show? I'm looking up. There is the the Gregory Hines show. Which what year was this? 1997. That's about right. 98. Yeah, that's about right. Only 15 episodes uh, aired. Who who else was in it? Let's see. Uh, you have um, oh Wendell yeah, Pierce. Yeah, Wendell Pierce. That's who. You that's it. Up. Wendell Pierce, Wendell Pierce, Brandon Hammond, and Bill Cobbs played their father. Yeah, the, yeah. Star, the series star Gregory Himes as mm-hmm. Ben Stevenson, a publishing agent and widower. That's right. Taking care of twelve-year-old son Maddie, played by Brandon Hammond. Following a year and a half after his wife's death, Ben decides to resume back into his social life with dating women. He soon realizes that he has a lot to relearn about women, just as the son is learning about them for the first time. Um, now and then Ben would receive advice from his brother Carl, played by Wendell Pierce, yeah. his father James, Bill Cobbs, right. as well as his co-worker Alex, uh, and Alex's ex-wife Nicole and his assistant Angela. It was a really good show. That I mean, yeah, it, I mean, unfortunately TV is littered with shows yeah, like that, man. Yeah. You know, we talked we've mentioned on here before about uh, what was the Tim Reed show? Oh, every, Frank's Place. Frank's Place. Yeah. You know, everybody uh, heralded. Yeah. Under One Roof with Joe Morton mm-hmm. and um, James Earl Jones. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking uh, uh, South Central. South which, Central. With, yeah. Um, Lorenz Tate. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. All right. So um, going back, as I mentioned, we started a Facebook group. Yes. Called the Michelle Mission. Yes. 
And to try and like, you know, drum up support for it, people like kind of like join. Hey. I thought that, you know, like it was cool that we had the page yes. that people can like. And please, by all means, please continue to like, like the page. It's good to be liked. It's good to be liked. Again, that's another thing that people look at. You yeah, know, yeah, we're yeah. thinking about people, think about potential sponsors that look at yeah, us. Yeah, boy. Like, uh, like uh, Romero, Romero Manuel hit us up about um, possibly looking for sponsorship from Brown Sugar. Yes. Right? Yes. And I looked into that. I did look into it. And the, the truth of the matter is that we got to get our numbers up. Right, right, right. All they, right. They were point blank. Like, uh, maybe later. Okay. I could be, you know, what could I say? So, so, so please still like our Michelle Mission page on Facebook. But go get some people. And go get some people to like it. Yes. But join the group because join in the group. the group, it's easier for us to kind of like build a community and have sure, conversations sure. and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So in doing that, I asked, I put up a poll um, last week asking, uh, who is your favorite black movie girlfriend? All right. And the three choices were Nia Long. <laughs> okay. Sanai Lathan. Uh-huh. Or Taraji P. Henson. Or you could write in your own. Now, a few people uh, hit us up. Leanne Lindsay of Tinsel and Time. Hey, what's up, Leanne? She said, this is too hard because I love them all for different reasons. I grew up with Nia. Sanai's like that girl you met at work and immediately clicked with. And Taraji's just fabulous. So she didn't make a vote. So she didn't make a vote. All right. That's Leanne. Living on the fence. Uh, Yael Graffar. She wrote in Regina Hall. She's come a long way yeah. from the stupid, scary movie series. She has ranged as an actor. I would hang out with her. I actually have a whole Regina Hall rant. A rant about Regina Hall? Yeah, I think Regina Hall is one of the great crimes of Hollywood. Like, Regina Hall should be the biggest star in the universe. Oh, okay. Like, okay. like totally the, underutilized. Like, totally underutilized. And I think it's just because you can't be funny and brown and sexy as a woman. Like, I've been on my rant lately because we're all very happy for Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want to be really happy for And I am really happy for But I've, 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 I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how Regina Hall isn't the biggest star in the universe. I can hear I can give you on that. Yeah. And isn't Regina Hall in, is in that movie as well? In it, it's it's I think I'm trying to draw I'm drawing a blank on the third woman in um a Girls Night Out. Yeah, 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 yeah it's Regina Hall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been a Regina Hall fan for over a decade now. I can see that. I actually get like a little rage vein when I think about Regina Hall. Maybe Regina Hall and Tisha Campbell should do a buddy flick. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that'd be the greatest. I mean, can, can I get Regina Hall on TV? Like, why does she have to be on TV? Why she have to be on TV? Why can't she be a movie star? No, no, no. I think, she, I think, hey, hey, I think she should be the biggest star in the universe, right? But you know, I take her on a TV show. Like, can she just be on TV every week? You just want to see her every week. I do want to see her every week. But I want to see her really maximize her talent. Hey, man, I would love it. I would love it. I think she should be the biggest star in the universe. Even though I had a dream. Easy. About what would be a dream okay. project. What? A buddy cop film. Buddy cop film. 
the cops, Janelle Monet and Lapita Nyong'o. That's not a bad movie. I would want to see. I would want to see both of them in a comedy. Like I think that I think Janelle Monae can definitely pull off a comedy. Yeah, Lupita, we haven't seen her. We haven't in a comedy. seen if she's funny or not. But I got a funny feeling like she's Maybe got she's a funny, funny bone. Yeah. yeah, I I would love to see them in a buddy cop movie. I'd, I'd two dark skin. I'd watch that. I'd watch that too. But Regina Hall is a good write-in choice. She is a good writer. Very good writer. Isaiah Luck, the Super Saiyan Tribble, said that uh, in regards to Regina Hall, this is who I would choose. In every movie, she holds it down for her man. Hashtag loyalty. Should be the biggest star in the universe. However, I... Like, Amy Schumer shouldn't be able to work for somebody who works for Regina Hall. I hear you. However, leading in the votes, were tied in the votes, were Nia Long and Sanaa Lathan. Well, I mean. Uh, Nia Long is unabashed. I mean, I mean, I was like, do we break the vote? Because I know where we're voting. No, I'm voting for Nia Long. I'm also voting for Nia Long. Like, you know. No disrespect to Sanaa Lathan, but come on. It's yeah. Nia Long. And Taraji B. Henson. Taraji B. Henson is, is, is a bad chick. No, hey, man. But I'd be scared of her as my girlfriend. Well, you know, it depends on what movie she's in. Like, I think it's movie by movie with Taraji. What do you mean? It's movie by movie. I don't know. Like, she's not a good girlfriend in all the movies. Oh, true, 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 true. I mean, but she held, I mean, you know, she held it down to talk to me. Yes, she held it down and talked to me. But then she's singing about how hard it is to be a pimp. And then she wants to smell Jody's. Probably there. I mean, hey, but she held it down for yeah, Jody. But she held it down. She yes, held it yes, down yes. for All right. Jody. All right, she's the best thing in that she's stupid the movie. Best thing in, well, well, she's the best well, thing in that she's movie. She's not better than Thing Rames, but moving on, moving on. You want some eggs? I also asked another question, <laughs> and this is more in line with our with. It be in October, a month of horror. All right. What is a good scary movie to introduce your child to horror? Oh, that's an interesting question. So the first horror movie. Now, we got a few responses. Yael Grafar, who chimed in on with Regina Hall, obviously fell in love with this question because he Mm -hmm. answered it seven times. Okay. Very nice. She gave us Dawn of the Dead. That's a good one. Poltergeist. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a good one because it's not too crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The uh, Pet Cemetery. Okay. All right. I think it's a little creepy. Yeah. I mean, but I think, uh, well, keep going. What, 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 are, what are her other answers? The Thing. Yeah. Or Exorcist 3. Oh. Exorcist 3? Yeah. Okay, that one I don't quite understand. Me neither. I think The Exorcist and Pet Cemetery might be a little too close to home for a kid. No one should watch The Exorcist. Like, no one should watch The Exorcist. The first Exorcist? At all. No one. Why? Because it's an evil film. (laughs) (laughs) But those 80s kind of... Horror. I mean, it's basically Stranger Things. Like, like they they they're just channeling all of that into Stranger Things. Well, yeah, you know, the thing, Poltergeist. Quietly, I would fold Close Encounters into that as a horror movie. As Close Encounters, you can read it as a horror movie, Mm. as a horror thriller. Mm, I don't know about that. Until the 
until the last 45 seconds of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you don't know that this is all cool. You've got government conspiracies. You've got moving furniture and windows. Mm-hmm. You've got people um, behaving erratically. Mm-hmm. Until the last 30 seconds. I'm a fan of those 80s, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of, they were like both things. Like, they're science fiction and they're horror. Mm-hmm. So... I agree with those. Like I would have said, probably um, Poltergeist too. I think Poltergeist is. I a think good Poltergeist. One. I think fi- the first Friday the Thirteenth is not a good one to introduce. Yeah, well, it's slasher. Yeah, you know, I don't even really count that as horror. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is eerie. The I, thing is also one of those films. I mean, I think Alien. I think Alien as a horror film. The first, the yeah, first, the, yeah, alien, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 alien. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that, that's not a good one to introduce your kid to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Robinson, he suggested Friday the Thirteenth, the yeah. first Friday the Thirteenth. I think that's like that's a slasher film. Heather Heard, The Mistress Tribble. All right, she said, um, well, she said, not the Children of the Corn. I watched part of it when I was nine. I got up to the part when they came out of the cornfield. I still haven't seen the rest of that movie. <laughs> and that was like 20 minutes into it. You know, Heather? Yes. Heather you, you know, Heather, it's right in the title, though. I mean, at some point you should have expected yes. the children to actually come out of the corn. I mean, it's right there. In they're the, the title. children of the corn. They're, they're the children of the corn. So this is what they do. So I kind of blame you for that. Yeah, because I was proofing it advertising. Right, right, so. Don Keel... Uh, he suggested, as well as uh, I think somebody else suggested this, this as well. Um, Br- Brian Evans, Irvin, excuse me. They both suggested it, it the first one. I'm assuming, or or the one that just came out. I think you could actually go both because the right. one that just came out, it it's creepy. But I don't think I think a, like a kid, like a 13 year old, 14 year old could take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 be you know. And again, under- it's it's it's. It's that I mean, it's eighties horror. I mean, it really is. It does play on it, that. It's that yeah. Stephen King approach to it. I mean, obviously, right. but you know, it's Stranger Things. It's so funny. I had a whole we had a whole debate in my house about whether or not our daughter could watch Stranger Things. Oh, really? And we realized that it was like the sex part that kept us from letting her see Stranger Things. Is there sex in it? Oh, the older sister is a little. She, she like. Yeah, but I don't think you see anything. Yeah, but she's going for it a little bit. Like oh, she, okay. I mean, she, a little bit more than I want my twelve-year-old to see. That's right. She's tough. Right. I keep thinking your daughter's thirteen. No, no, no. I mean, she's about to turn thirteen, and but but you know when she's thirteen last year when it first came out. So when when's her birthday? Uh, January. Like it's right here. So she just turned twelve. Right. Okay, then she's a little bit too yeah. young, but. The horror aspect of it, the supernatural aspect, we realize that she can handle that. I think she can handle yeah, it. Yeah, but, you know, so much from that period. Like, like the secret of Nim is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of that was creepy mm-hmm. when we were kids, but it was for kids. I think the first Gremlins someone uh, gets creepy in Somebody spot. says Gremlins. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just about to say, Khalif Toppings, the I-Triple, he said uh, Gremlins. That whole 80s moment where you had these films I thought you know all of those are, are fantastic for you know an 11 12 year old I'm curious though if you don't mind me asking that 
like when your daughter turns thirteen, you would you think you would let her watch right. Stranger you, Things, right? You have a so so your daughter's twelve. I'm assuming you, you you haven't had the talk with her yet. No, well, no, well, kinda, yeah. Okay, yeah, we kind of did, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just I'm, because as I'm thinking about Stranger Things, yes, the the older daughter kind of goes for it, yeah, but it's. I don't think it's like it was. It was right there. It was right. It was a little explicit. Really? Yeah. Like it was a lot of bras coming off and people I, in there's bed. There's no breasts in there. Not that no, I remember. I don't mean naked, but it was a little. You know, it was right there. Okay. All right. I can't knock you. I mean, she's yeah, twelve. Yeah. You, you know, know. Next year we have a different conversation. Joseph Lechuga suggested something wicked this way comes with a side order of Pam Greer, or Fright Night. Fright Night's another good one. Fright Night's another good one, right from that, you know, from this. I don't era. know if I ever saw Fright Night. I think oh, I Fright did. Night's great. I think I did. I mean, you know, in that 80s kind of way. Yeah. He also suggested Trick or Treat. I didn't see that. I don't. I didn't see Trick or Treat. Nadira Crump. I mean, since let's just stay on the vampires for the second. Lost Boys. If, to introduce your kid to horror? I think Lost Boys. There's yeah. sex in Lost Boys. Is there? Yes. God, I don't even remember Lost Boys. There's some sex in them. All right. That's, okay, go ahead. Because I'm realizing I haven't seen Lost Boys in probably 15 years. All right. I think that... Oh, oh so Nadira, she suggested Sleepwalkers. I, I haven't seen that. I don't know Sleepwalkers. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that one. So, yeah. So, people are, are getting in on the conversation. We're having fun conversations in our Facebook group, Michelle Mission. Yes. And it's a public group. So you yes. can join it. You can ask your friends to join. Yes. It's another way of showing your um, devotee. We're up to 79 members already. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. It's a nice party. Yeah. So you feel know, free to like, like chime in show. some of your friends. Yeah, it's, I will. Yeah, bring some of your friends. Yeah. Bring, bring have, some of your friends to the let's yard. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Oh, so, right. so at the end of tonight's show, we'll come up with another poll. I came up with those two. It's time okay, to, you can come up with a poll. Okay, I'll think about and it. We'll put it on there. All right. All right. Okay. Well, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get into 1972's Blackula. <laughs> Black Prince, I curse you with my name. You shall be Blackula. Blackula, the Black Avenger, rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier even than he. You know, he is a strange dude. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. Boy. Blackula. Look at man, you were fine. I mean, you got to be around here somewhere. I mean, now listen, you, well, you take your hands off of me. I don't know you. He thirsts for your blood. He hungers for your soul. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger. Hot, fresh blood will quench his awful thirst. Thank you. Bloody Mary. Are you, um, 
Into the occult. No! How about the uh, heavy stuff? What do you think of vampires? Vampires? I think they're possibly the most fascinating ball. More horrifying than Dracula. The Black Avenger. Blackula. From American International Pictures. Blackula, 1972 black exploitation thriller. Yeah. <laughs> During a visit to Transylvania, an African prince played by William Marshall gets turned into a vampire by Count Dracula, played by Charles Macaulay. Sealed in a coffin for several lifetimes, Blackula, as Dracula names him, yes, <laughs> reawakens in 1970s Los Angeles, leaving a trail of bloodless victims in his wake. He pursues. Tina, played by Vanetta McGee, a woman who bears a striking resemblance to his dead wife. Meanwhile, Dr. Gordon Thompson, played by Thomas Rasula. Thomas Rasula, baby. Rasula. And top cop Lieutenant Peters, Gordon Pissant, are hot on the bloodsucker's trail. This movie also stars a young Afro Denise Nicholas. Yes, Lord. And it's directed by William Crane, uh, featuring music uh, by Gene Page, a screenplay mm-hmm. by Raymond Koenig and Joan Torres. And is another of the fine productions produced by American International <laughs> Pictures. American International put them out there for you. Yeah, they put it out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the selection of Vince, as we mentioned, kicking off our month of horror films. Yes. Vince, what say thee? What say me about Blackula? You know, I think I said last week that that I didn't want to sh- I, I didn't want to do Blackula. I wanted to do Scream Blackula Scream, which I said last week was the better film. Mm-hmm. And I'm wrong. This is a better film than Scream Blackula Scream. I think I have watched Scream Blackula Scream more because Scream Blackula Scream, it gets a little campier mm-hmm. and a little more over the top. Yes. Here's the, the thing about Blackula. Blackula is not a bad movie. There are two things that keep us from really talking about Blackula as like a good film. First, the name is terrible. <laughs> like, it's really a dumbass name. But is it terrible? Because it is catchy. It's a terrible, <laughs> stupid name. <laughs> Second, the makeup is atrocious. Yes. The makeup is absolutely awful. And I think both the makeup and the name we've run this this the first time we've run into this on this show something from the black exploitation period that kind of frustrates me mm-hmm. and where i really do think that the negative connotations of the term black exploitation come into play mm-hmm. if there was just a little bit more effort expended on this film right you got an actual film here. Like this is this is a film that very easily could have been spoken of 
when we talk about the Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing Hammer films. Okay. Of this moment. Mm-hmm. Which are definitely of this time. William Marshall, I, I think we've talked about William Marshall and Abby. Uh, we, we've talked about William Marshall generally. A really solid, good actor. Oh, wow. and and I think you you know one of the things that you know almost one of the running jokes when we talk about Blackula is that you have this you know Shakespearean level actor mm-hmm. in the midst of this ridiculousness. Yeah, and that's sort of the that that's sort of the hot take right. on um on Blackula. But you know when you watch this film, this is a solid cast. This yeah. is a solid cast. Thalmus Rosella, I love Thalmus Rosella. I love him as a character actor. I think he he might be my favorite 70s character actor. And we talk about people who are deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Thalmus Rosella is a deal maker for me. Okay. Like I will watch anything that Thalmus Rosella is in. And we've talked about him. I think the only time we've talked about him on this show is in um New Jack City. Yes. Speaking of favorites, and, and it's, it's, it's appropriate, we were talking about Regina Hall earlier, because um, part of why I love Regina Hall is that she's the full package. I think Denise Nicholas is easily one of the most underrated black actresses that has ever acted. I could go there, yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. You, you, you know, you gotta start there. Like, like, and she really is just beautiful. She's a good actress. She's also hilarious. You don't see a lot of it in Blackula, but like when you see her in other projects, you know, appropriately enough, because um, Bill Cosby's wife in Uptown Saturday Night, Kitty Lester, mm-hmm. plays the cab driver in mm-hmm. this film. Denise Nicholas plays uh, Bill Cosby's wife slash love interest in the other two films in yes. that scene. So you know, let's do it again and a piece of the action. Yes. And what I always say about Denise Nicholas, she's funnier than Bill Cosby in Let in Um Let's Do It Again. Certainly in piece of the action. Right. Like he plays Mongo Slade, and Mongo Slade is very, very funny. Denise Nicholas is funnier than him. Mm. Vanetta McGee, big fan of the McGee sisters. You know, obviously Lynette is the one that we always talk about. From but I'm, um Sparkle. And from just being wonderful. <laughs> like, like I think I think you know Lynette McGee from being wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always like Vanetta McGee, also a good actress. I think the storyline, this is sort of the, the classic vampire storyline. It is. You know, Very you much. have the vampire who comes back and sees his love reincarnated. Mm-hmm. And they play it straight. Yes. They play the plot straight. He just wants to be reunited with his love. Reunited. And, and it feels, feels so good. And, and she's the second herb. The second, second peaches. peaches. Yeah. Second peaches. And you know, I think William Marshall is a good enough actor that that weariness and sadness that you get in the best portrayals of vampires, mm-hmm. he has it. Like I think he is as good of a vampire as as Christopher Lee, frankly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. I mean, you're saying that, but like when we talk about depictions of vampires, Christopher Lee always comes up. Like you kind of well, start. He comes with, up because he did it so much, right? Yeah. But you know, you kind of start with Bella Lugosi, right? And then you kind of—I mean, this is who we talk about. Um, 
there's some interesting things going on and we can talk about a little later that aren't really followed up on. And it's a shame. And it's a shame, but we'll talk about that. Uh, you, you know, like I said, I think it, it plays it straight. It doesn't play it campy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is, you, you know, by the end of the film, I was like, wow, I think this was a good movie. Like, I think I like this. But, you know, again, it's kind of hard to get over the hump of the two things that I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. And then you kind of go from there. So I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed Blackula non-ironically, non-fodder for jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a t-shirt with Blackula on it and, and you know, the way it's, it's like you look at the posters for Blackula and it really is very much in that black exploitation tradition. Oh yeah, they played it up big time. And once you get past the publicity and you actually watch the movie, it's something here. There is something there uh and also I think by nature of this movie being in 1972, which is very early on in the black exploitation movement in films. Right, right. So that so much so that it's it's not the black exploitation. It's just they're making more black movies. Right, right. And it's a year after Shaft, it's a year after Sweet Sweetback's exactly. bad song. Mm-hmm. So they're trying so they're trying to do they're they're still building the 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 template for black black films in the seventies. Right. You know? And this is an opportunity to uh take what has been built of the template so far with Shaft and and Sweetback and put this in to the horror genre. Right. And smartly in doing so, they like the best of horror genre, horror films and vampire films, like you say, they play it straight. And Dracula always plays best when it leans on its uh gothic horror romance uh beginnings which you saw in the first Dracula with Bella Lugosi from way back. I mean, it's a slow movie, but at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's at the end of the day, Dracula is a love story. Mm. You know, um, this one is even more so because of the tragedy that happens in the beginning with, uh, William Marshall playing Mama Wule, um, or I think I, I may be mis- mispronouncing it, the name, the African Prince. Yes. Um, and losing his wife the way that way that he does, and then thinking that she's resurrected and going after her in the in the role of Vanetta McGee, uh, there, there's a tragedy there because you, to a degree, are kind of rooting for Blackula, right? Um, and William Marshall, you can't help but root for him because William Marshall, he's an imposing figure. The man's six foot five, mm-hmm. solid man built man but you can tell that just when he walks into the room never mind when he opens up his mouth when he walks into the room there is just dignity has come into this room yeah you know aristocracy has come into this room royalty has come into this room you without i mean the, the production values let down the film the beginning of the film they say it's set in 1790 <laughs> <laughs> they walked into a sta- a, a sound stage yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, it, there's nothing 1790s about it. it. 
never mind even the the dialogue because there's no way you can tell me a black man or a white man or any man in 1790 was not using the word pseudo intellectual. Yes. And he says that in the 1790s part. I'm like, okay. I'll just take my hat off yeah. and put this over here next yeah. to me and just, just watch the rest of this yes. film. <laughs> but he plays, he, he pulls it off because it's William Marshall and it's that deep voice that comes on, you know. Um, and you, you want to root, you want to root for him because as much as he can, he's giving it his all in this movie. He's giving you the full William Marshall. Yes, he is. And you want this movie to stay with him. Thomas uh, Thomas Rosala is is he's right there with him. The script ain't giving him nothing, but I'm giving it. Right. I'm giving Dr. Gordon Thomas is going to be every bit the adversary for Blackula that um, Van Helsing was for Dracula. Right. It, it, damn it. Yes. <laughs> Denise Nicholas. She ain't given nothing to do in this movie. Let's be honest, you know. But 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 be there and run around with Thomas. But she's being there and she's running around with Thomas and she's doing she's doing her damn thing. And I know? think they have chemistry. And they kind of eh, I don't know about that. She's a good actress, mm-hmm. so she acted like they had chemistry. Right. I don't know if they really had that much chemistry. Well, I think he had more chemistry with the police captain. Everyone is drawn to Thomas Rosella. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> That being said, um, there is a lot to like in this movie. Three things let it down, though. The production values, which point to the make- the makeup, which is like, I don't know what ha- what is happening yeah. there. That is, I mean, it points to the makeup. It points to the fangs, which look like, yeah. I don't know what these fangs are that are sticking out of people's mouths. Yeah. Um, so that lets them down. The you know, something else. what else did you say? Let it down. I said the name itself. Like it's hard to get. Past it, it's the hard name. to get past that name. It especially especially since Dracula gave him the name. Right. I should call so, you Blackula. So it just lets you know that Dr- Dracula too was racist. Oh, I love racist Dracula. You're racist Dracula. <laughs> You know, because he wants to buy his wife. He wants yeah. to buy the dude's wife. You know, yeah. the dude comes there, like, help me put down the slave trade. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't see nothing wrong with the slave trade. Right. Matter of fact, how much you want for your lady? Right. I'm like, whoa, Dracula is wrong. Dracula is racist. Dracula is wrong. I didn't know that Dracula was Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Right, right. But that's what he was. Right. Um, so that that does let it down. And I'm sorry, Vince. The other thing that let that movie down is Vanetta McGee. What's wrong with Vanetta McGee? What's right about Vanetta McGee? Vanetta McGee is a deer in headlights throughout this entire movie. That's the role. When she plays his wife and when she plays the role of Lena or Tina or whatever her name is, uh, the the resurrected wife. Yes, Tina. Tina. She is a plastic fork. She is... She is just nothing she does nothing for this film what is she supposed to do well you're supposed to feel you're supposed to feel that okay he sees her yes and culture kings is a podcast on the how stuff works network hosted by comedians jackie's neal and edgar Montplacier. 
Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh. What's the best way to eat a taco? That's with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. See, in, in, in his eyes, he sees his wife resurrected. Yes. You're led to believe that she, from the power of his magnetism, which honestly the script doesn't give a, a whole lot for him to pull off, but because William Nate, right, William Marshall is statue, and you yeah. know, you buy into that. You're led to believe that she gives into that. Yes. And falls under his spell. You do not know if that happens because she is the same <laughs> throughout the entire movie. When she sees him, when she's running away from him early on in the That's film, fair. she's running like, and then she sees him at the club, and then they're supposed to get in the bed with one another. That's she's fair. the whole movie. She gets shot and she's okay. In my defense. She real fond now. No, she's not. She's not a bad looking woman, but she's not so real fine that you get away from the. I'm sorry, Vince. I like her little afro. She really worked for me. <laughs> Vince, you went from she's doing her thing she's acting the- here yes. to. Well, in my defense, she's I mean, real fine. I think she's. I think. And she, now you're leaning on the afro. I think she's. She stays in her lane. I think she plays the role. I think you know. I think whether you were. I talking, think she's on the sidewalk. I think whether you were talking about the woman who plays um, Mina Harker in any of the versions of Dracula, mm-hmm. I think because um, who plays it in the. Um, is that Winona Ryder? Does Winona Ryder play in um, Mina Harker in in the Dracula? Oh, in um, Bram Stoker in the Bram Stoker's in Bram Stoker Dracula. I want to say it is. Yeah, I think the nature of that role is that it's passive. I think okay, it's a it passive. is passive, but I think she play. I think she's in her lane. But you're not supposed to be passive from the in the beginning. I mean, you're supposed to see a switch. Dude, she's in what? One scene before she meets Well, you're up? supposed to see some type of switch. You don't see she a switch. She comes to the funeral. She takes the hood down. And huzz, 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 huzz. Yeah, I think you're a little harsh on No, I'm not. I think you're a little... I'm I not, really I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, I, I will put her up against any of the victims slash lost love in any of these vampire movies. Because I think, again, the nature of that role... Mm-hmm. Is to be passive. I don't know the nature of the role of um, in Blade, the woman that plays his mom. That's that's 
th- that's that's oranges and tangerines. What? How's that oranges? Because and tangerines? she's not the lost love. Okay. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah Blade is is yeah. That's a whole different deal. All right. But go ahead. I don't. I, you know. I'm not. I, well, I think I I'm think, not gonna fight you that hard. On, I think this, she lets down the movie. movie. I I do because there is no type of you feel no type of heat whatsoever between her and William Marshall, uh, uh, Blackula. Then you therefore it keeps you from being fully invested in his heartache, his devotion for her, his. Uh, his stalking of her. Yeah. You don't you don't feel invested in it. One, because she doesn't put up a fight at all. And okay, maybe she doesn't put up a fight because she gets, you know, drawn under his web. Right. But you don't know because it's the same thing she's been doing throughout right. the entire right. movie. And I think that lets it I, down. I think I would have needed more scenes with her before they met. I would have liked to actually... For me to... I actually think that it, it would have been better if Denise Nicholas was playing that role because I think Denise Nicholas at least well she, right we know that she is a more accomplished actor well uh, and and I'll agree with you that but y- you know I think the um my issue with that is that I loved Denise Nicholas and Thomas Rosella together so much like what I really wanted from this film was a spinoff that was like part the thin man and part Kolchak the night stalker with with uh, with Thomas Russell and Dr. Denise Gordon Nicholas, Thomas, Dr. Gordon Thomas of the Scientific Investigation Division of <laughs> the Los Angeles Police. Hey man, he got, he got blazes and turtlenecks. It's like he be giving orders orders to white men. Go get me a report. I said, all right, order him around. Like I wish it was a spinoff where they solved supernatural issues in L.A. Mm. Soul supernatural issues. Mm. Like black stuff, it had to be some voodoo, of course. But but I hear, I feel you. All right, I think that lets down the movie. Okay, um, because I do, I too, like you, think that there is enough here. Yeah, that this really should have been and could have been better. The, like just the whole beginning of that film, where you lean in, where, where it uh, it opens up. And I'm talking about wanting to put down the slave trade. Right. I thought that, I mean, like, to me, the movie could have been totally set in 1790. Right. Right there. Right. Right there. That, that's what I wanted to see. But okay, they go to L.A. Then what about that mentality that the, the the prince was bringing on i would have liked to see some some of that play out in the, in the 1970s la well you know what there's one line and one insinuation that i that that i was holding on to so tightly cuz i wished they would have followed it up at at a at a point early in the film when when dr thomas is starting to figure out something is up right and he's trying to get all of these police reports mm-hmm. about these missing people and they can't find the reports. Yeah. And yeah. he has this wonderful line about have you ever noticed that all of the shoddy workmanship and the reports that go missing it's always about black people. Yeah. Where the implication is that because these are black people that are the victims, nobody cares. 
And then later in the film, one of the first people that he turns, the, you know, the, the, a couple of characters that don't age well at all. <laughs> what, the flamboyantly gay interior decorator who's also black. Yeah. And you realize by the end that he's been running around the whole film. Yep. And he's sort of putting together his own coven of vampires in this warehouse. And if you look at everyone that he's turned, most of them are black. All of them are young. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're hippies or counterculture. And what I wanted the film to do was have someone acknowledge that if you were, I mean, we talk about it right now with, with missing with missing white girls. Mm-hmm. Like it's the missing white girl syndrome. If you were a vampire and you wanted to operate under the radar, it makes perfect sense that your victims are poor black people. Yeah. Because no one cares. Yeah. And there was that one line from Dr. Thomas. And then, like I said, it was a warehouse full of vampires. And I just connected the dots myself just watching it. And I said, kind of like what you just said about about the story opening with him commentating, you know, commenting on the slave trade. This could be something really interesting here. Really? Like, really, really, yeah. really interesting. But, yeah. you know, much like the makeup, much like the name, much like the production values, you get the feeling that no one was really as invested in this. Yeah. As a film. Yeah. As because you also been. get the feeling when you read up on the history that a lot of that in the beginning was at the behest of William Marshall. Well, I was just, yes. Because they, they write about how, reading in, in Wikipedia, they write about how he actually was the one that changed the, the yes. name from a more generic name, I think like Andrew Brown or something mm-hmm. like that, to uh, an African name. Mama, Mama, Mama Lunde. Mama, Mama Lule or Mama Wule or something like that. Mm-hmm. I apologize for, uh, uh, <laughs> for not mispronouncing actually it. looking at it before we talked. Um, but even if I looked at it, I probably wouldn't. I can't yeah, Mama Walde. Mama Walde. That's what Walde. it was. Because yeah. I couldn't remember like what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, Mama Walde. Um, he was the one that, that instituted that change. Right. So which, while they don't necessarily point to this, Makes me think that he also is the one that brought in maybe that backstory, right? Uh, no, oh no, they did. They said that he brought in the backstory about him going to uh, going to Dracula and looking for his help, right? Because Dracula is like a you know aristocrat, you know the way they put, uh, plays himself um, in in putting down the slave trade in Transylvania, right? Uh, and you can see they they put it in there. All right, William, we'll put it in there for you. But I, it, and I believe he did a he, he did a similar thing in Abbey, where he oh, kind of yeah. brought something to more the of script. a history to yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, this is a man who made his bones on the stage, right? You know, that's the shame of it. You know, he's he's he's. He's, he'll forever be known as Blackula. Right. Some children of the 80s will, will remember his time on Pee Wee's Playhouse as the king of cartoons. Yes. Um, but, you know, the shame is is that, you know, when you read about his, his history, he made his bones on the stage in Shakespearean theaters. Yeah. Including multiple adaptations of Othello. Yeah. Where you can see him. You could just see this man. Yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Othello. And and this is a man with his physique, with his voice, with his airs, with his training, who should have been. 
I mean, he should be able to stand toe-to-toe with James Earl Jones. Absolutely. Who was his contemporary at this time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's Um, a good point. And and it's telling that at at his passing in 2003, you had some of the contemporaries of of his time, you know, lauding him in eulogies at his funeral, including James Earl Jones and Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Uh, This was a, a, a bad man who... Could have easily, you're talking about like, yeah, Thomas Rosala and Denise Nicholas, you could have seen them in the sequel. If this movie just had half the intelligence that he was able to bring to just that little piece of backstory, this could have been a, a more successful series uh, series yeah. of films. Um, you, you talked about the sequel, Scream, Blackula Scream. By the time that that comes out, and I think that comes out like 74, 75, yeah. the black exploitation era is in full bloom. Yeah. Everybody's just playing copycats of copycats. It's a street money grab. Including of the horror uh, side of it, which Blackula kicked off. Yeah, I was about to say actually launched. So that when Scream, Blackula Scream uh, comes out, they're leaning more into that. Yeah. Because they're giving, got to give the people, give the people what they want, yeah, and this is yeah. what is bringing them to the theater. And it is a fun movie. Scream, Blackula, Scream is a hoot. It's a hoot movie, but it's it 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 pales in comparison yeah, to this one. Absolutely, because um, just thinking of it's a little over the top, a little theatric, but I was thinking about. His death scene. His death. It's it's a good scene. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. I mean, and a well directed scene. One of the few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with the whole, you know, watching him walk up the stairs, and it's a very well, well staged scene. It really is. To be honest, you know, William Crane, who who directed this film. He directed a lot of television. Yeah. Prior to that, I have a funny feeling William Marshall directed this scene. Mm. I don't know. I, maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much credit. Right, right. Uh, and But he deserves the credit. Yeah. You know, so if I'm wrong, right, right, trust right. me, William Marshall was whispering what it's Crane's a good ear. scene. It's a, it's a good death yeah. scene. And you're right, it actually sticks out. It, it it does, right? It, yeah. You know the, the whole thing because there's everything else is so pedestrian in this yeah. in this movie, and then there are some parts of this movie that really just like they're not even production values. They're just things that just make absolutely no sense. The cabbie comes back to life as a vampire, Kitty Lester, in the morgue. God bless her. She's sitting there on a the slab. You're seeing her because she's been. Bringing out, brought out a deep freeze. Right, right, to put it in a deep freeze. That's how they explain her not coming back immediately. Right. So you see her thawing out. Yes. With a, with a towel across her. Yes. She def, you know, defrosts. Yes. As it were. Cut to the shadow of her raising up on the slab. Yes. Oh my God, she's come back to life. Yes. The, the, the guy that's working in the morgue, he's on the phone outside of the room where she is down the hallway yes he's on the phone with his one hook why does he have a hook handling because he's igor i think it's, I don't know. it's 1970 it's 1970 that's just how it had people losing hands left and right she comes running out after him now, yes it's a long hallway 
Yes. He's tethered to a phone. Yes. That he could easily drop and run away. Mm-hmm. But he's struck in fear. Yes. At this dead creature running at him. I mean, it seems reasonable. However, the dead creature was modest enough. Yes, to put on a smock before she came at him. And tie it up. Yes. You want Key Lester to be butt naked. You want butt naked undead Kitty Lester. I want I want continuity to be followed oh, in the, if she if You're she, a little nitpicky now. No. I'm nitpicky if she comes running out in the towel. Yes. Okay. Alright. For whatever reason the towel was wrapped around her right, right, right. as she was in the in in the back. Don't make no sense. Okay. But she didn't come out in the towel. No, she put on a smock. She put on a smock. Yes. And tied it up well, she in the wanna, front. She didn't want to get in the, in the way of her new vampire leg running. That That's what bothered you. That made no sense. The three complete songs by the Hughes Corporation, none of them which were Rock the Boat, that didn't bother you. But maybe this was before Rock the Boat. <laughs> I was like, wow, this, this is... This is the most documentary footage of the Hughes Corporation I think exists. Yeah. And we don't need any more. The Hughes, docu- Hughes Corporation, whatever the hell yeah. they're called, and it's not a good group. Speaking of them, there was one detail, another detail about the movie that I liked. What? When you see the stills of the film, mm-hmm. and if you know, like, Blackula actually dresses like Bella Lugosi in Dracula from yes, 19 whatever. Yes, he does. And it's always like no one says anything about this man dressed like this. But it's 1972. Well, wh- how much more ridiculous does he look than anyone else? Well, the one dude, Skeeter, Skeeter. actually says to him, boy, I'd really like that cape. And you realize, well, I guess in 1972. He, now, do you, did you did you see who Skeeter was? Did you check who that was? I was trying. He looked familiar. I couldn't figure out who it was. That is, and I just had it written down because you know I looked up his name. Um, oh, I just had it up. Where is it? Where is this? The cast of Blackula. That is character actor Jaitu Kambuka playing Skillet. He was in a number Skillet. of films throughout the 70s and 80s, but where most of us recognize him, he was the dude with no teeth that young quick murders in the first few minutes of Harlem Nights. Oh. Okay. How you like that? How you like that? That's a deep another deep cut for How you like I said, why do I know that guy? I would have never picked That's, that up. That's that is Jaitu Kambuka. I would have never picked that up. Yes. But he says, I sure would like that cape. And then when you look on stage, the Hughes brothers, like they have on like glotter wings. Yeah. And the one dude has on like a headband with a jewel in the middle of his forehead. And it's like, well, how how ridiculous does Blackula actually look in this world? Very true. So I like that. And I don't know what Skillet was doing in the movie. I don't know. I kept waiting for Skillet to, to pay do off. something. Like I kept, like I thought Either maybe die. I, well, I thought at the end Skillet would like pick up his cape and put his cape on, and then become a vampire. That's not what happened. No. Skillet was just Skillet there to, just... to comment on how nice the cape was. He's just a barfly. He's 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 just a barfly. There's something else that bothered me about this film. Uh uh-uh. uh And this is, again, if you're going to say this is nitpicky, I am. I can already tell. They go to the warehouse. Yes. 
uh, Gordon Thomas and his white lieutenant friend. Yes. I'll call him Robin. Okay. Because he was small. Yes. It, it, it struck me how short he was. He was he was shorter than Denise Nicholas. Right, right, He's right. a short little guy. Okay. They go into the where they go into the warehouse trying to run down Black Island. That's where they are, are. They get surrounded by his the people that he has turned. Right, or or that Bobby has turned. That Bob Bobby has right. Turned. Somebody turned him. Right, right. Um, and it looks like they're not going to get out. Yes. However, this is the warehouse in which the two interior decorators. Yes. Had. Bought all of the stuff that they had found at Dracula's castle over in Transylvania yes. and had to transport it over here to Los Angeles. Right. So it was filled with all the things from from there, from Dracula's warehouse. I mean, home, including candles, which we had saw earlier in the movie when you took the candle out is one of the candles that you had to light. Yes. With a match. Yes. The police officers, upon seeing the candles... Pick up the candles, grab the candles as the vampires are coming at them and throw the candles at the vampires. Right. Who immediately bursts into flames. Bursts into flame. That's right. It's an unlit candle. Maybe they lit it. They did not light it. You just didn't see them light it. They did not light them. You just didn't see them light it. They did not not light any of them. They They threw about 12 uh, 12 candles. Also, they're Dracula's candles. So they're magic candles. What do you want, Lynn? It's a warehouse full of undead people, but you want... Now you want to talk about the logistics of candle lighting. Candles don't just burst into flames when they hit right, something. Right, right. You're, you're, they break. Yes. That's well, it. Unless they're supernatural candles. <laughs> they we know that they're not supernatural Are candles. Are they Dracula's candles? Because Bobby had to light them. Bobby had to light them in the beginning. So so your your funny argument you're trying to make doesn't hold water. Because Bobby had to light them in the beginning sure, of the movie. Sure. There you yes. The candle lighting didn't make sense in Blackula, a film about a black vampire who comes to find his lost love in Los Angeles. Any movie. <laughs> of any type of intelligence sets up its own its world and ask you to come into my world and enjoy what happens in my world. We're going to give you the rules of my world so that you can understand everything that's going on and maybe figure out some things even ahead of time. So the rules are that the candles should have been... They had to be lit. had to be lit. And And now now all of a sudden they became projectiles. Projectiles for the the lights and people. They became all of a sudden... they went from just an unlit candle to there were Molotov cocktails being thrown at these. Yeah, vampires. I don't know what to tell you, man. That bothered me. I, I see. I mean, <laughs> why not talk about the fact that the cross affected Mama Walde and Mama Walde? I don't think was a Christian. I mean, why? why I mean, how, how far you want to go with this? I never even thought of that. See, that's true. I mean, you know, that's a good point. You know. Well, we can assume he wasn't a Christian. We right, don't right. know that. We he don't wasn't. know that. You're right. We don't. We don't know, know that. that. That's true. He could have been a Christian. Maybe 1790 maybe, Africa. I mean, he was a Christian. He was coming to where, right. where, yeah. where Africa. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was Africa like uh, had been turned? Sure. By then, the candle issue didn't bother me as much <laughs> as it bothered me. <laughs> the cross thing didn't bother me. Yes. So, what say you? 
finally. All in all. Of Blackula. All in all, it's not the worst movie. I've seen the worst movies. No, 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 no. And I, while I wasn't wholly invested in the film, um, it's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. It, it's certainly worth a watch. Yeah. It's certainly worth a, you know, a Friday night sitting there chilling, eating Utz butter pretzels, which is what I was doing while I was watching it. Right, right, right. Um, so it, it it's it's cool. I think I'm in the same place as you. Like I was like, that's not bad. It's in a bad movie. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and, and if the shame of it is, is that this is the lasting testament of William Marshall, right? Um, but if you're going to you, if th- this is what you have to appreciate the man, right? Then this is what you. I have. also think the shame of it is like I think this is a true black exploitation film in the derogatory sense of the term because because this is a film where the producers and many of the creators behind it did not commit to it mm. in good faith mm. the way that you should yeah a film so while this is and the only reason that they didn't was frankly because it was for a black audience. Right. And it was a black cast. Right. So while this film, because of the genre that it's in, is one of the building blocks of the black exploitation era, right. it is also maybe one of the first steps into it, the black exploitation. Exactly, exactly. Like era. like like you you know when and we've talked about this in the past several times. Like, you know, I think one of the arguments against the black films in the 70s was the shoddy workmanship right the the again the lack of good faith in mm-hmm. the filmmaking mm-hmm. and I, I I do I think that this is this film is a perfect example of it because I, again with just a bit more attention yeah this could have been something yeah like this could have been something like I'm really you know I, I think there's a parallel universe where hammer films made this mm-hmm and this, you know, we talk about this. Like, we talk about, you know, again, the um, the Christopher Lee Dracula films. Yeah. Which, you know, aren't necessarily fantastic films. Right. But we love them. We respect them. You, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about them. People study them. Mm-hmm. You know, for genre films, they're good films. And and it is. It's, 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 it, it, at the end of the day, I was, I was kind of upset. Yeah. That this wasn't better than it was. I wouldn't mind. I think you you can't call it Blackula. But this is a movie that deserves a remake. Yeah, I think we talked about this like one year ago we said it. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you can absolutely remake Blackula. Yeah. Like yeah. at like in and without a whole lot of tweaking. Like I think the script can be a blueprint and you just kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. again, you can't have like you can't have Dracula call him Blackula. Right. I think you need one or two scenes where you follow up on the fact that part of of the resistance to them finding out what's going on is that the victims are black. Mm-hmm. And you got some. Yeah. Like you got some. Yeah. I think you maybe need a little bit more time in seventeen ninety. 
yeah, setting right. that up a little. So bit. instead of setting like, that world yeah, up, instead a little of bit ten more. minutes, twenty minutes in seventeen ninety. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely think people should see Blackula. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there you go. There you go, ladies What's and gentlemen. Recommendations for Blackula. I don't think they saw this coming. <laughs> well, again, I, I think most people, dare I say. Have not actually seen Blackula. Probably haven't. Like we talk about, because you you look at the title, and you're right? Like, it's a, right. You know, it's a joke. It's Blackula, but right. you know how many of us have actually watched Blackula? Right. So there you go. Well, if you are a subscriber on Brown Sugar, which is only three ninety nine a month, yes. So why aren't you? It's three ninety nine a month, and you get the entire. I'm putting in a plug, and we're not, they're not even sponsoring us. I'm about to tell you, you stop all that. Ain't nobody paying us to advertise. Okay, it's right. on Brown Sugar. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's, I mean, it's around. Yeah, there you go. Like you can find Blackula. You're right. All right. Good point. Um, what you can also find is our next movie. All right, your choice. What are we watching next week here on the Michelle Mission? We will be watching. Scream, Blackula Scream. Really? Why not? I know that's what you that's what you wanted to do. Wow. Now I know you you realized that you truly didn't want to do it because when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, I think I've switched up to two. But that why not? is interesting. I think this is the first time that we've exact- watched the because you know, I almost chose because I ended up watching like 45 minutes of it, another 48 hours. After oh, really? 48 hours. Oh, really? But then I realized we were going into October. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because I started actually started to, when I, we chose Vampire in Brooklyn, and I chose 48 hours, I started to say, oh, maybe I can do a couple of Eddie Murphy movies leading into it. Right, right, right. But you don't really have another horror movie. Right, right. I mean, right. loosely the Golden Child, but it's not a horror movie. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, not really a horror movie. Yeah, so this is the first one. So we it's did not a this, this, this is really a two- a, a two episode show. Yeah. Wow. It was like when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hopefully, it's that and it's not when the Fonz jumped over the shark. Right, right. Boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. You know how I knew I was actually a kid when I saw that episode? Because, for like, I mean, you know, I saw it in syndication, obviously. So I just had to wait. The next day to see the next episode. Which 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 the the, the the second no the second part of the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. Okay, I actually thought Greg had drowned. Like I was like, did Greg drown? Because remember, his dad ran mm-hmm. out into the water, and mm-hmm. and then Bobby was going to get bitten by the spider. Yeah, so so it's like that. The second episode of the Brady Bunch when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii. What does it mean that I saw that? first run. I mean, you're a little older than me. <laughs> Just a little. Like, I think you're like three years old than me, so you know. I'm sitting here like, I'm pretty sure I you watched You saw it when it came on? I watched that I mean, that was run. towards the end. I watched that first run. I watched Fonz jump over the shark first run. I think I watched that first run. But even when I saw that, I knew that was dumb. Oh, yeah. I'd like, you know, as a little kid, I didn't like it. Yeah, the Fonz... Speaking of scary and sort of um, sort of things that will kind of cross genre or blended genre, do you remember the first appearance of Mork on Happy Days? Yes, Mork was scary. 
Really? Mork was scary was on that. Because he was like a, an alien and he mm-hmm. had stopped Tom. And, like, Mork was a little creepy on you Happy so? Days. I did. Actually, Mork, Robin Williams' appearance on Happy Days, I remember distinctly going to school after that. And I was always like a little bit of a geeky kid. Right. But, you know, like most geeky kids, you kind of like. Keep it, keep it, <laughs> right. keep it inside. You had come out of the geek closet, like, yeah. Robin Williams gave me the license to go full geek. Yeah. I remember that next day, like you know how you're running around before the school class right. starts. Man, I was nanu nanu all over the place. Wow. I re- I really was. You and know I- what? That's actually very interesting. Like that's a very interesting. I don't know if the Tribbles could do that or we could do it. Or we all do. Like when did you come out? Oh, we've we've talked geek. about that's that because yeah. I I was V. V? V the miniseries. I remember I was really? in high school. Like, I was okay. in high school. Like Oh, wow. So, so, like, ninth, tenth grade. But I remember the episode where where the woman was pregnant with the hybrid alien child. Yes, yes. And she went to the refrigerator mm-hmm. and ate the raw meat. Yep. I remember vividly the next day in high school sitting at the table. All the black kids sat at the same table. We called it Little Africa problematic for so many reasons <laughs> but I distinctly remember sitting at the table you know I was like ninth grade so it was like I was on the perimeter mm-hmm. but I remember sitting at the table and everybody was talking about V yeah and, yeah they and, were yeah. and what that meant with and, and baby they were talking about the yep. V baby yep. and that was my that was me kind of very publicly Coming out that I'm, you know, but that's the first time you like really got engrossed. You like you were always there, but that's the first time you were like really engrossed, right? In that like conversation. In, in, in like part of like yeah. you know, like I understand what this means because right, you know, this is my world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. no, there you go. And then, well, we we have covered it on the Black Tribbles, but if you're out there, all these blurs, these blur, these blur, they don't know, they don't know, they don't understand what it was like. They don't know, they don't know. So let us let us hear from you. And this don't have to be a blur. You can be a nerd. You can be a right, geek, whatever. Right, right. When did you? When was you? When did you first come out as a geek? All right, we want to hear from you. Hit us up. Become a member. Become a member of our facebook uh group right. and let us know when uh, when you hear this show i'll have it posted right right i'll have a I'll whatever have a post your geekery is yeah whatever your geekery is when did it come out and you can leave it in the comic section it'll be there in the facebook group um and let us know we'll read it on on the air all right that'll be cool very have you, nice have you come up with a poll probably not i thought the poll was gonna be this about the geeks well that's not really a poll okay uh, that's a question Right, 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 so right, right. Poll or something they can, they so can the poll we will. I, I, I say, well, let's talk about the, our our triple threats. Okay, let's talk about our triple threats. So you know, let's. You oh, because right, you said like Denise Nicholas, Denise Nicholas, Regina Hall, um, Tisha Campbell, Tisha Campbell. So yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do multiple threats. Okay, you know who's your favorite multiple threat? Who's your favorite multiple? Now are we giving them someone to choose from, or are they? Gonna- we'll, we'll give them someone to choose from, and then some write-ins. Okay, so who who can they choose from? Uh, off the top of my head, Tisha Campbell, Regina Hall. Um, let's say Tiff. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Tiffany Haddish, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about Tiffany. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. So that's three right there. Yeah. So Queen Latifah. Uh, Regina Hall, Regina Hall, Tisha Campbell, Tisha Campbell, yeah, triple threats. And if we think of any, uh, and you can write in, and then you one. can write in another one. There you go. Right. All right. 
So that'll be up there on the Facebook group. Yeah. We're building a community of right. missionaries. And let's be clear. I think we have to talk about it with women because I think men have more opportunities to show to that. show different sides. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I always think about women with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, they appreciate... Eddie Murphy is an actor. Right. I mean, we just talked about Gregory Hines. Lewis singer and comedian. Yeah. Gregory Hines. Right. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. You know what I mean? Perfect example. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith. Right. Yeah. But outside of Queen Latifah, how right. many people are really right. celebrated for being as... Well, I guess Queen Latifah, another one I was thinking about was maybe Jill Scott. Right. But even Jill Scott, she's not championed as an actress. Right. Even though she is an actress. Right. Janet Jackson's not championed as an actress. Right. And and I and I do think that comedy should be part of this. Really? I think comedy's hard. Like I think it's actually hard okay. to be funny. And if you're a good if you're funny and you're a good actor. Mm, okay. I got and you. And you, you know, I think that's like I think that's really special. I got you. I and got you. when you're a woman and particularly a black woman, you don't have a lot of opportunities to do that. Mm. And frankly, I think because of the nature of the business and the way we treat black women, when you are, let's say, conventionally attractive, mm-hmm. it's even like, like like nobody wants a funny, pretty black woman. Yeah, because that's just too much. It's too much. Right. So, you're right. You're right. You're 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 you're, you're right. You. Yeah, damn it, you're right. Because yeah. I'm thinking about how many times, you know, God bless her, and I, I actually do like her. Christina Applegate got tons and tons of opportunities to head her own uh, television show, it's, and it kept failing. Yeah, yeah. Yet Moesha, you know, Brandy had a nice little run. Yeah. Queen Latifah had a nice little run. Eve had a run. Eve, look, we we if look. We had another two hours. This has been one of, again. We're due for another binge lounge. Right. We talk about Regina Hall. I actually get a little vein in my forehead about Regina Hall and the crime that has been committed against her by Hollywood. That's going to be a binge lounge. Yeah. So, but that's going to be a binge lounge. We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, This show will be available where you found it on iTunes, SoundCloud, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, Google Play, every place the good uh, podcast be, including the CLNS Podcast Network, the Black Tribbles Podcast Network, and on our new radio home, we're still on WPPM LP Philly Cam Radio, but we're now on Saturdays at 1 p.m. You can find us after Philly on location. That's a radio show that's all about movies set in and around Philadelphia starring Philadelphia natives right after that at 1pm you'll find the Michaud Mission so it's two solid hours of fun movie talk on the radio All right. brought to you on WPPM LP 106.5 FM Philadelphia and Camden phillycamp.org slash radio people powered media here in Philadelphia we gotta get out of here My name is Len. His name is Vince. You know what we do when partying, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again.
Now it's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.